Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley. I'm we. Ooh, I'm stumbling around here tonight. This is the TS Radio Network. Uh, our show tonight is on January 11th, 2022. It's a new year, and we're still facing the same old problems. But we have people out there that are working hard to expose what actually is going on, and we're going to be covering some of that this evening. Our guests tonight are Peggy Dupree and Betty Gosnell. And you might be familiar with them. They're going to be regulars here on TS Radio. And as soon as we get the schedule firmed up, I'll let everybody know when. Uh, What they're going to be talking about tonight is H.R. 5600, the Guardianship Accountability Act of 2021. And no, you're not going to be happy about this. I know it has a wonderful sounding title, and that just gets everybody every time. But you have to get into it to figure out what's really about to happen. Now, we've covered many things on here on these shows, uh, the corruption that goes on in the government. And you have to understand something. It is the government. It is our representatives and our senators who are doing this stuff to us. Um, It isn't some foreign terrorist flew in here to antagonize you. These are the people you elected, and they think you're too stupid to figure out what's going on. And in many cases, a lot of people are. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just they don't do the research. They don't look into it. They don't understand what they're reading. So Peggy and Betty are going to be going through H.R. 5600. I advise you to look it up. It's available online, full text, everything. It is sitting in the uh, Judiciary Committee, as I understand now. And with that, Peggy and Betty, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us on. Uh, We will be talking about the H.R. 5600. uh, 5600, uh, the Guardianship Accountability Act of 2021. Now, this is just being a proposal. It hasn't been approved yet, but uh, through the uniform, a lot of it has been approved, okay? We will be going to that, too. Uh, I want to touch on, uh, they, this is to get more funding for local law enforcement, for the judges, for the state prosecutors, and for the uh other stakeholders involved in the guardianship. It's, it's, it's double dipping basically what they're doing if this gets passed. So um, we're going to be talking about the uniform guardianship, uh, uh, guardianship and other protective arrangements act under the uniform guardianship with this HR 5600 uh, guardianship accountability act. And under the section 302, uh, I'm just going to just touch on this just a little bit tonight and to show you they can write all they want to write, but in reality they're not following any of the laws that already are on the books. These judges are not. Under the 302 appointment of guardian by by will, if somebody leaves a will or other writings, a parent by will or other signing uh, signed writings, 
may appoint a guardian for an unmarried child uh, whose the uh, parent believes is has disabilities or, or special needs, uh, limitations on the power to be given to the guardian, and revoked or amend the appointment before confirmation by the courts, which means that, you know, the lawyers need to go say somebody else contests the will and say the, the, the father's still alive, the mother's passed. They have to they have to put it on record and they have to cite these sections because you have to have it on court of record to to get the uh, judge. Rec- I'm all about trying to find ways when judges break the law to get them off the bench. And I want to teach you, write things down. You need to learn how to protect yourself and your family in case you're in a crisis and being forced into a guardianship. You'll know exactly what to do to protect yourself. So you will need to know that you have to look under the Uniform Guardianship and Protective Arrangement Act. You can look that online, and you're going to go to Section 302. Now, you're going to have this on quarter record, and you're going to cite word for word what it's saying. If this fall, if you uh, fall under this category, which everyone should be doing this, writing wills and citing the Section 302 to protect yourself. So the judge has to go abide by this 302. Most 99% of people, Marty, do not even know to do this, okay? So you need to learn right. how to do this and close so many petitions for emergency guardianship. You'll know exactly where to go and, and cite word for word to the court. If they violate this, then you could take them to the judicial qualification uh, bar. Okay, I wanted to touch base on that. That's a little bit of a insight, a little secret to help the victims or potential victims. I will go back over to the uh, Elderly Abuse Prevention and Protection Act. I want to touch on this 34 U.S.C. 21752. Now, I need to explain something to you. Uh, last show I did, I explained how DCF has taken over the guardianship. Well, through this 56 we're going to talk about tonight, you will see for yourself, you can look this up, whether they already have taken over through the, uni, uni, uh, uh, excuse me, through the uh, uniform guardianship as nationally, they've taken over. They're just like the Senate Bill 1010, Marty. I'm telling you right now, it, it has not died. It has not passed. It's just laying there because they don't want to pass this before they pass other things and put things in place. Because there's going to be a World War III when the Senate Bill 1010 uh, passes. That's where the public okay. can't sue the government for anything with the guardianship. Okay. Right. Well, this elderly Peggy, abuse provoke- Yes. I, I, I had some people question me about uh, this Bill 1010, and they said what it actually does is prevent them. Um, in fact, I got in some big arguments about this. It says it prevents them. From like, if you're in a state for three days, they cannot guardianize you. You have to be sent back to your original state, your state of residence. And this would allow them after three days to claim that you live in that state or that you're a resident of that state. Um, But the state you're from supposedly can reach out and snatch you back. I don't know. Peggy, can you clarify that a little bit? I will send you the information so you can show your viewers where to go. That is not correct. They, they're okay. doing little loopholes to trick the public, okay? Um, I'm exposing little dirty secrets. If you even okay. um, 
have a spa, a massage, or any kind of services here, or any kind of business. It doesn't have to be three days or six months. You can be taken into their jurisdiction. All they have to do is show proof that you have some type of service here or business, and they have got you. Or email address. So be cautious. Never give the courts or your attorney an email address. Um, a lot of people are getting confused wanting debate. I can show you exactly where the hidden proof is on that 1010 bill. So um, okay. I will show you, um, not tonight, because I have to go back through it and show you exactly which section, what page it is. And you need to post this, Marty, so they can actually see this, what I'm talking about. Because okay. it, it does yeah, that's clearly good. state, yeah, it does clearly <laughs> state that if you have any connection, now you do not have to be a resident of the state of Florida, as long as you're traveling through Getting a service, it could be a legal service, it could be a massage service, or just, um, uh, you know, it has to be some type of service, yes, in order for them to qualify to be able to take you in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'll definitely uh, uh, verify that for you so your listeners will know that went incorrect. I'll do that tonight and send you over the information. You need to post it. They need to – what we need to start doing, I think, is posting if they have any debate and showing them where the evidence is at and uh, probably a yellow marker, we'll start doing yeah. that to show the the listeners okay. that, you know, this will happen to you if you have any type of services in the state of Florida. Okay. Is there any other questions you had with that, Marty? No. Go ahead, Peggy. Okay. That'll, and I would appreciate I you sending that to me. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll get that out. Okay. The Elderly Abuse Prevention Prosecution Act, this is, this is double dipping, okay? And what they're doing is the, the governor, Ron DeSantis, and all the other governors has already signed executive order to DCF and all the states, authorizing them to be over the guardianship. Okay, that happened about two years ago. It never made it public, which is very disturbing to me. Okay, what they've done is allowed law, local law enforcement to investigate the abuse. So if somebody <laughs> abuses somebody through DCF, Law enforcement investigates, not DCF, okay? They sort of separate, uh, separated themselves from them. So now they have grant money. It's really a conflict of interest because when you go to local law enforcement and file a complaint about fraudulent guardianships and everything, about embezzlement, millions of dollars of states being stolen, law enforcement can't investigate because it's a conflict of interest because they have, they have a contract with DCF, okay? And through this new uh, H.R. 56 uh, there's their bill, this for elderly abuse prevention, 34 U.S.C. 217.52, is going to allow them to double dip more money into their program, which we need to object, oppose this bill because enough committing fraud. It's just uh, enough. Of, they're just committing fraud with this. It's all about money. It's not to help, to help the victims. And they have stakeholders. And this is the judges prosecutors, defense attorneys, and the service providers. They're actually telling on themselves, Marty, what they're doing now uh, with these guardianships. Judges are making money off of this. And the victim service provider also receives money from this, uh, the court stakeholders. Nowhere where you see the word gets any money. It's all about the courts getting money off of these guardianships. So this is not a good bill whatsoever. Right. And it also well, prevents any kind of investigations going on because 
law enforcement is is, uh, is having a contract with the um, DCF, and now what DCF, I'm going to read the bill. Some of the highlights I want to read to you to show what I'm talking about. Now, these figures that um, Congress wrote up, I did not write these numbers up, folks. You can find this on the um, legislation uh, website. Uh, it's estimated 1.300 million adults and approximately $50 billion in assets. Now, I think there's more money. I, I don't. I believe there's much more money being stolen than that, Marty. Are under the right. care of guardians in the United States. Um, let's see. Then I want to go down to six. The National Resource Center. Now this is DCF doing this now. If this bill gets passed, on number six, the National Resource Center on Guardianship is needed to collect and publish information from the benefit of courts, policymakers, individuals subject to guardianship, guardians, communities, organizations, and other stakeholders. Now listen to the stakeholders, folks. That's where judges are going to be able to make money off of your assets. Okay, B, the purposes. The purpose of this act are to help states improve guardianship oversight and data collection by uh, the National Resource Center on Guardianship. And now, this is, this is important to understand. Now, this National Resource Center on Guardianship is going to be run by the uh, health uh, services, which is DCF. Now, everything they just passed is non-disclosure and confidential. So the public is never going to see this data. So we're not really going to know the true figures of how many victims are under these fraudulent guardianships. Wow. I think I this want thing to of hiding gotta... everything, yeah. They're hiding things. Um, yeah. And uh, the A, I'm not reading everything because I already know uh, the little tricks they're playing. Uh, I'm reading the National Resource Center on Guardianship, and that's Section 4. And I wanted to point out to your viewers, Marty, and you, that on A, it says the Secretary of Health and Human Services shall establish a National Resource Center on Guardianship referred to in the section as the center. Okay, now remember, DCF is all non-enclosure and confidential. One, collect and publish information for use by individuals subject to guardianship, uh, court, states, and local government, and community organizations. Now, they're starting, they're, they're saying that they can't, you're not supposed to give out the file to people, but they're giving out to community organizations that are going to be part of the stakeholders and these guardianships. Three, promote the use of less restricted alternatives to guardianships, including support decision-making. Now, when you read this, they don't give you another option. This is your only option, folks, supported decision-making and the rest of restor uh, uh, restoring your rights interest subject to guardianship. They're not going to restore your rights because they're making too much money off of you. Uh, you know, I want to go down to the E part, the oversight of potential conflict of interest among individuals and Organizations involved in a guardianship application, appointment, and oversight. Uh, seven, uh, identify issues relating to guardianship and provide and publish annual recommendations to state and Congress to address, identify the problem. We're talking about judges here. Okay. And then, you know, when they go to F, reporting, responding to abuse, neglect, and exploitation. Now, DCF, this is a problem. Okay, everyone is alleging 
it is the, the, the guardian. I'm not talking about professional guardians. I'm just talking about mom and dad. They're the guardian of their child or their loved one. Okay. The, ex, the, the abuse and, and neglect is 99% is from the public officials. But also this legislation that is being wrote up, you never hear one word written about the judges committing crimes, about the prosecutors, about the attorneys dipping into these estates. And then when they get caught, all the DOJ does is sanction the department, but nobody never gets prosecuted in indictment. That has to change. We need policies to protect the wards. The judges are the one that's controlling everything and writing the orders to allow these, these attorneys to be able to embezzle these estates out. You know, this, this 56, this, this bill is only to give the public officials more control of your assets and federal funding. You know, they're going to be double dipping mm-hmm. in everything now, Marty. Wow. This is just, so, and you know, somebody asked me here recently, why would they do this, especially, you know, uh, when it's harming citizens or, you know, of the state. And I said, because there's so much funding associated with it uh, that you don't even know about this backdoor funding and grants and, uh, you know, and I still ask the question all the time, Peggy, why would you set up a tertiary supposed court system, a, a tribunal, and not fund it? I mean, that that was a clue right there. They were up to no good. Uh, they that didn't exactly. fund for auditing. You know, you don't fund the audits. You say you're, you have to do audits, but you don't provide any funds, which lets the person who's supposed to do the audit off the hook. And um, but they don't tell you that. But anyway, go ahead. Of course not. I do want to share some little secrets. What DCF does to the victims, the elderly, and the parents that have disabled children need to pay attention to this. Okay, what DCF will do if they know that, say, a child or elderly is put under protective care, and they harm that person, so that person has a legit uh, lawsuit pending. What DCF will do is they'll trick the parents or the grandparents or whoever's involved in the case into doing a uh, DCF trust fund. What that does is once you sign your power of attorney over to your attorney, uh, it goes straight back into DCF trust funds. So if you win anything, DCF takes your settlement and takes the ward, okay? So there's hidden things that the general uh, population doesn't even know exist out there that that's how they're they're stealing people's settlements and stealing their children away from them. They trick them. They'll tell the attorneys will tell the victims in the court case, well, you have to sign this in order for us to be able to sue DCF uh, to, to and to get your child back or the elderly person. But what they're doing is it's called a DCF trust fund, and you are basically waiving all your settlement rights back to the state. You need to look that up. And okay. and then you can't do nothing about it. Once you sign, you sign. That's it. You know, it's a done deal. I've had several victims call our business and telling me that has happened to them, but they didn't understand because the attorney didn't tell them. Of course, the attorneys work for the state. The attorneys are not going to go against the state. If they are instructed, they work for the state. People don't understand Attorneys do not work for yourself. They work for the state. They do. There are some ethical attorneys out there that does try to fight for their clients, but majority of the attorneys just give in to the judges because they get threatened, retaliated, or have to pay huge sanction fines. 
and they just give up trying to follow the law. There is some attorneys that will fight back. I've only seen maybe three or four of those attorneys. The majority of the attorneys in the United States are just worthless. Sorry to say that. Yeah. But I want to talk I... about stakeholders. Now, uh, with these guardianships, it's this racketeering. Um, they're doing a consideration with this bill. It's developing the center of uh, the secretary shall take into account diverse stakeholders. Don't forget that word, stakeholders. View including people with disabilities, older adults, self-advocates, organization, and organization representing the people with disabilities. Older adults, family members, stakeholders, partnerships, and others as well as available literature developed through academics and other research institutions. Uh, and under the, this is this is going to give them more money if this gets passed. I thought that was important to be uh, uh, point out. The section yeah. 2042C of the Social Security Act, in order for them to take jurisdiction, they have to make sure they take your Social Security. Now, what that means is you could be disabled. They have to take your your Social Security in order to get the other benefits. Or if you're an elderly person drawing your pension retirement, your Social Security, because there's two types of Social Security out there, they will take that. But they have to make sure they secure the Social Security because the Social Security is uh, tied into the reserves and these guardianships where they, the NASCA does stock markets off of people's assets, and that's and they have that. Going, these senators don't want the public to know about that. That is, so, well, uh, that explains to me why they they always make themselves the uh, the pay the assigned payee. How they get away with stealing people's social security because I couldn't figure out, Peggy, how they were able to do that and why nobody said anything about them doing that. And um, no, that just answered a big question. Yeah, because it's tied into the Federal Reserve. So what these stakeholders are doing, they're senators or judges. Uh, you know, there are big organizations out there that will they'll take your estate, they'll flip it, and into stocks. NASCAR, uh, NASCAR, whatever. What do you call that? My mind went blank. Um, New York Nasdaq. Excuse me. Yeah, yes. the Nasdaq. They'll take yeah. your assets. They'll flip it. People don't know. And the money grows, and it goes back into the Federal Reserves and stuff, but you never get that money back. And that's how they're making a trillion-dollar business off these guardianships. It's a business, Marty. It's, it's, that's all these, these guardianships. It's, it's yes. human sex trafficking, human ownership, slavery. I, there, it's nothing but slavery, owning the person and their assets. And right. it's very frustrating that we know that. And you know the senators that we are paying them salary to represent us, yep. they know that. Yes. And, you know, yes. and they're ensuring demonstra uh, demonstration program funding for the highest court of the state. Now, listen to this. So even though the Supreme Court doesn't hear guardianship cases, now we're going to start giving them money. You see how they're defrauding us, Marty? <laughs> yes. Now we yes. have to give them 5%. When it's, it doesn't go in and say Supreme Court, but who is the highest court? We all know who the highest yep. court is, the Supreme Court. So they yep. will get – how much money did they say they get? Okay, the secretary should ensure that at least of the total of any funds made available to carry out this subsection in a physical year is awarded under grants to the highest court of state for the purpose of conducting demonstration program described in paragraph 
E, F, G, and H. Well, the Supreme Court, they don't have nothing to do with us in these guardianship cases. So I don't understand why they're giving them any kind of money. Well, it's a moneymaker for everybody that's involved behind the scenes. I've tried to tell people for years that even that hearing examiner is sitting there over these tribunals. He's contracted. He's an employee of one of the agencies that's coming against the victim. And he gets paid by them. But every time there's a motion brought in that court, he gets a percentage of the value of the estate. And depending on which state mm-hmm. you're in, that can be 2 to 3%. Or as high, like in California, is five to six percent. So they aren't doing this for nothing. They get a paycheck, plus they get to, get to tap that estate for fees every time a motion is brought in a case. Now, yep. what I've done is I want to go off a little bit off this HR five six zero zero Senate bill. It's a proposal, and talk a little bit about the Senate bill ten thirty two and HR eight forty five. Now, the uh, the the Senate bill ten thirty two. If it gets passed, which I wrote to the – and I'm going to share it on a website. I have to wait like 15 days before I can uh, post because I want to see if the governor, the governor, Ron DeSantis answers me back, which he won't, but I still have to give him the respect to see if he responds back because it does uh, talk about racketeering activity. I'll have to black out certain parts of the letter, but I'm going to have it posted. that I did oppose these two bills, and I explained to the governor what – uh, these judges are committing racketeering and how they're committing racketeering. And I won't block that part out because I think that the, everybody should see that part. I believe in transparency and, uh, and accountability. So I told the governor not to write the executive order, but I just said don't vote for it. But he understands right. what I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. you know, if this passes, judges will be able to be a third-party vendor which I'm totally against because they're already doing orders. So that means, you know, if they are a third party, uh, it's a conflict of interest. You cannot be servicing the ward and then being a judge at the same time because it's a conflict of interest. So, you know, there's a lot of fraudulent activity going on there. And these senators writing these bills, I'm like, I don't understand why they're doing it. They're, they're, They're putting the ward more in danger than anything. But it's like, you know, I'd like to meet with all these uh, senators in one conference and break down what they're doing to this country. It's very scary. So they're not going to stop doing what they're doing. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. You're not going to stop what you're doing. We need to all work together to abolish these guardianships because it's human, human ownership to take you and your estate. It needs to be abolished because as you see Every time we talk, Marty, these bills get more and more uh, racketeering, and it gets the the state more control of you and make more money. Well, we're so in in debt with taxes, it's unbelievable. And if we don't stop this waste, tax waste, we're not going to have a country left. We just about don't. No, we don't. That's why we all need to work together and start regaining this country back because – I don't believe we're going to be a country in the next five years because I, I see don't these bills coming across, and it's just, I can't believe the other advocacy groups are not out there trying to abolish these guardianships because, my God, how, how many bills is it going to take for you to get? They're, they own you. Once you become yes. a word of the state, they own you, 
and they own your assets. You do not have no legal rights. Now, some words get to live home if they're lucky with their loved ones. That's just a small percentage. But if you have a large estate or they think that they can uh, retaliate back on a loved one that reported, like myself, I reported a doctor committing uh, Medicaid fraud. What they did to me, Marty, is they retaliated back, took my son from North Carolina, put him in a guardianship in the state of Florida. They didn't have no jurisdiction. I reported this doctor in, which is married to a Collier County judge, and she has done nothing but stalk me, retaliate against me, and law enforcement, I have showed them up and down how she's broken federal and state laws, and these other judges aided and embedded with her, and not one arrest has been made because, you know, law enforcement told me, because it was a civil action. Even though it's done fraudulently, they considered it as a civil action. That's why we need to start defund these programs. It does not protect the ward or it does not protect the family members that reports crimes. I agree. I agree. And uh, and the thing, too, is like funding. Do you remember in 2019, Grassley put out that bill? And it was the Elder Justice and Protection Act. And some of the advocates were out there crowing, oh, isn't this wonderful? Isn't this great? We finally, oh, thank you, thank you, thank And this was a major assault on the public. The only thing that bill had in it was a reiteration of standing state and federal laws against wiretap fraud, mail fraud, you know, anything through the mails, the U.S. Post or on the net, anything like that targeted the elderly. We already had all that. And but in the middle, smack in the middle of that bill, he had put in there that to further empower these agencies, they were going to increase funding and blah, blah, blah. And here was the police, the guardianship association, the bar association, all these people we fight on a daily basis. We're going to get more funding and more empowered. And I really got mad at some of the advocates for standing up going, oh, okay, send Senator Grassley a thank you. No, I'm not sending him a thank you. For what? And the thing, what's happening here, I've got one message here that says this is really complicated. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's these laws are open to interpretation that is intentional so that in any court they can twist it around and make it mean whatever they want it to mean. And you exactly. can't do anything about it. And But that's what's, what's happening here. And, and I keep telling people, Peggy, these bills come out and they have these wonderful sounding titles to them. And you read them and they do nothing. And if they do anything, they cause you more harm. They provide more protection to these predators. And I think that's pretty exactly. much what we got like, going on here. Yeah. Exactly. Just like you said, it protects them, the public officials, not the people. That's just like DCF uh, has a contract with law enforcement. Well, how can law enforcement uh, investigate uh investigate the the abuse of the guardianship like say if you report a public official like i did committing federal crimes to law enforcement it's a conflict of interest because they have a contract now with the state to get this uh, uh, federal money coming in they already got the state excuse me but if this other bill passed this is federal more federal money coming into them it's a conflict of interest for them to investigate uh these people they have a contract with we need to start forming citizens um, 
groups where they evaluate the judges when they commit federal crimes, take it away from law enforcement, because, see, they already have contracts with these people. It's a conflict of interest. We need um, organizations built in each state, each county, where the citizens are the jury, and they are the ones that can indict a judge. Don't leave it up to the judicial qualifications because they're useless. Don't leave it up to law enforcement because they can't because they already have a contract with the state guardianship cases. So it's a conflict of interest for them to get involved, and they're not going to go to the judge and say, "Oh, I need a I need a warrant to do indictments to take to the grand jury because I want to take down some judges." They're not. What judge is going to do that? They're all in bed together. They're not going to turn on each other because they're all committing federal crimes in these guardianships. Right. And if, and if you report a judge in, let me tell you two or three things they do to you, like they did me, and Karen Federici and Betty Gosnell. You know, when you com- when you report a judge in for committing a kidnapping or Medicaid fraud, they do three things to you. Um, well, really two main ones is they label you as a vexatious litigant. That means that you cannot file petitions on your own anymore. Uh, or they give you a contempt order, uh, which sometimes they just say they're going to give it and don't follow through, or they uh, put out a warrant on you like they did Karen Federici for escaping because they put her in a fraudulent guardianship to uh, to steal her estate so the judges and uh, the insiders could, could get the money. Once they liquidated her estate, so they're out on the curb and now, you know, to be homeless, they don't care. This is what they do to people that have valid cases. Either they put a contempt order on you or a gag order or a vexatious litigant, and the ones that are are competent enough to file their own paperwork, like myself, win their own cases, that's what they do to you. Now, you're supposed to, if you're labeled as a vexatious litigant, you're supposed to be able to file a motion to the judge, ask the, uh, the judge's assistant for confirmation for a bond hearing. They denied me a bond hearing. That's illegal. They're breaking the own Supreme Court rulings that you have to do that. I wasn't in their jurisdiction. And right now, every one of those judges violated all the canon laws and the the Florida uh, qualification, judicial qualification, are still allowing them to be judges. So these guardianships are a joke. There's nobody following the law. We need to abolish them because I never consented to my son to be owned by the state. It's ownership, okay? And I'm the biological parent. I'm the one gave birth to this child, not the state. So you have to tell the state, I I didn't waive my rights to my child because that falls under the family law. You always want to stay under the family law because in a guardianship hearing, you have no rights to a jury trial a due process. The judge just writes their own motions and do, does whatever they want, and nothing can be done to stop them. That's why we need to start taking their powers away from these judges, because all they're doing is abusing the ward and the families to instill their estate like they did mine, and and to prevent the state from being sued, they have to take the person into custody that they harmed. So they can, if the, if there's any lawsuit, say they t- they did take my son, Marty. So what they're going to do is, this is the trick they play. They put the person uh state custody. So say I go and I sue the state of Florida and say I do win. You know what they're going to turn around and try to do? 
put my settlement money into a DCF trust fund so it goes back to the state. So you have to learn the tricks, Marty. You have to educate yourself because each one of these Senate bills are coming out. They're hidden codes, I call them, and these Senate bills. It doesn't protect the families, and it doesn't protect the words. The one person it should be protecting is the words, and that's the least person it protects. It gives more power to the state, more money for the stakeholders and the courts. The, the, the victims of this stuff are rarely ever mentioned or even referred to, um, and yet exactly. they'll say, oh, it's, it's for them. For them, they don't even mention them. They don't mention what's been done to them, what they could do to rectify it. It's all about providing protection for these people, these predators, and making sure everybody gets their piece of the pie. Well, you know, when I talked to the uh, Governor Ron DeSantis' assistant, and I started raising Kane about the Senate Bill 1010, about how they were going to be able to not be able to sue the state if a if a ward is killed, murdered, raped, or human sex trafficking. So I started talking to all the reporters. I just started making a lot of commotions and problems for the Marty. And they realized, with okay. Records, with records hello? being concealed, you won't know. Hello, this is Betty. When records yeah. are concealed, you won't know if someone's been uh, um, taken, if they've been killed, whatever. You, you won't know what's happened to them. And uh this bill that we're discussing tonight, this this is on a federal level. Like it says, maintain a public national database on state laws regarding guardianship and less restrictive alternatives to guardianship, including requirements. Well, um, in these in these states, they're allowing them to conceal public records. So how can this be correct? And and how come they haven't wrote in this bill that rec that records are not to be concealed? If well, this is true, I mean, what's this national database for? It's for them. It's not for us, exactly. the public. So, so how me, are you going to know if if you have a loved one like that's um, uh, been named a missing person like my son? How are you going to know where your family member is if you can't go in and look at the public record? How are you going to know when they die? You won't know. Not, how are you going to know how their money's spent? It's not. The, so the these bills are very, very deceiving and dangerous. Yeah, but the it, and human but it looks like it's right. The Health and Human Services, what they do, Betty, to get by with that is they put a protective order. So all these records will be dis, dis, disclosed and confidential. You won't see them. Exactly. This gives more control of the state to hide the, the crimes committed but, against these wards. This is right, what this I bill agree. is about. That's yes. what I'm saying. But a regular person that picks up this bill and reads it, they would think, wow, this is great. This is wonderful. It looks good. But when you see, read these other bills that are in place, you know it's a lie because the exactly. records are concealed. Right. Yeah. Right. And what's that? And it, they, you know, this, this is like HIPAA. People think HIPAA is about protecting patient information and privacy. It isn't anything of the kind. It is to protect the medical providers from being exposed for misdiagnosis, maltreatment, exactly. um, making mistakes so that you cannot get the evidence to support a claim for a lawsuit. And that is what HIPAA is about. It is not about the patient. That That's Correct. the way it was sold. People think it protects anybody, any doctor, any hospital, health and human services, any insurance company can get your file. 
Only you can. And when, when you request your medical records, they can tell you, well, mm-hmm. you, you you have to give us so many weeks. They, they don't have mm-hmm. to just go and print your records out like they used to. So if yeah. they've done anything illegal, which I've already encountered, and, you know, my son, before he went missing, uh, requested his records, you know, they'll say, well, you have to give us two months before you can get the records. Well, two months later, when you get the records, they've been altered. But criminals make mistakes. Yes, they do. And not one of them wants to go to jail over it, you know. But, yeah, that's one of the things. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is the problem that we're having. They are allowing public officials to write. These senators are writing these legislations to to allow these public officials to commit federal crimes legally. This is the problem I have. We need to stop that because... If you go out and you kidnap somebody, I can guarantee you, Marty, you're going to be in jail within 48 hours. But if a judge yeah. does it, and it clearly states in the legislation, if a judge harms you while she's on the bench hearing your case, you cannot do nothing. If she plans to murder you, uh, rape you, aid in the bed with somebody else, as long as she's on the bench, you can't do nothing about it. And I don't uh-huh. want to hear about waiving immunity as a joke. Uh, these judges yeah. have too much power. We need to start taking the power away from them and controlling what they can and can't do, just like we need and to do with the And too many senators. people have been coming out and reporting the crimes that these judges, Millions attorneys, and guardians and doctors are doing to people. Millions of Millions. people are reporting these crimes, but yet our government is still saying, let's give them immunity. Yeah, exactly. that's so wrong. Well, let's give them, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's very scary. And another thing I noticed that when you when so many people file complaints with the DOJ, what the DOJ does is if they know that it's getting too hot in the office, they'll put in a notice to get to retire, you know, right ask the president to accept the resignation so they can get the retirement and so no investigation can be done on them. So the victims that wrote to the DOJ is still victimized. Still uh, lost everything, but the DOJ that did failed to do, to investigate these crimes, he gets to leave with full benefits that we had to pay his salary, his retirement plan. Disgusting! What our country is doing to us. We need to. And some of these public to- officials, they they'll just uh, switch them to different jobs too within the government, yes. which we have discovered. We, yes. The, the, um, we found this out with the. Uh, forestry workers, the women of forestry, um, who were assaulted by Tony Took. And this was my first time realizing that they can have charges. We had that man up there in Minnesota that ran the, uh, they were supposed to be investigating nursing home complaints, and 27,000 of them went uninvestigated. And he was allowed, just like Tony Took, to resign from his position and that way he could keep all of his benefits. And the other thing it is, once they stepped out of that position, they're not liable for anything, supposedly, so you can't sue them. So nothing happened to either of these people either way. Uh, but it's a catch-22, and there is nothing – and when we talk about benefits, we're not talking about some measly Social Security check here. We're talking about mm-hmm. a government-funded in retirement with a whole lot of perks. And so they don't lose anything by retiring, except they don't have to go to work anymore. But uh, 
It, it this isn't this isn't pennies we're talking about here, and as taxpayers, we are paying for every bit of this. We are paying for their corruption. We are paying for their any fines they might get, any if they have to hire an attorney <laughs> for any reason, which is rare. But we pay for that. They don't have to pay for that because they're associated with the court. They're an officer of the court. And so they have this magic power to avoid the law that would apply to the rest of us. And that's something I think we need to zero in on, the idea that these people have given themselves immunity. And now we have legislators stepping out with codifying it into law because this was not a law. This was something they decided on their own. But you can see... Um, the effects they are leaning on the legislators to incorporate that into these bills so that it's the law that they have immunity. I think we should demand immunity for people who are out here in the public from being preyed on by these people. Um, it just, I, I don't know. Go ahead. We need to waive the immunity, just like the DOJ, for instance. You have millions of people writing and providing evidence to the DOJ of federal and state crimes these public officials have committed against them and their families. <laughs> what the DOJ does, it's a loophole. It's catch 20. It's 20 right. years. They'll take the victim's information, okay, and then they won't write the letter back to the victim and say, okay, you have a legit case to sue the state. What they'll turn around and do is represent the criminals of the case. Now, we are paying the DOJ the taxpayers' money to represent us, but they do the opposite. They represent the state. They'll, they'll make the recommendations to the attorney general and say, okay, they have a, le uh, a legit case. Crimes were committed against them, so we better uh, defend the, the judge that committed the crime. So where is the justice at here? There's no justice. Yeah. It's a rigged system well, and that we need to defund the DOJ because uh, we need to get our own organization. So if the DOJ is going to represent these public officials that committed federal crimes, we should not have to send our complaints to them because they do not protect us. We need to have our own organization uh, or defund DOJ. Well, because, go ahead. A couple, a couple of years ago, I found out firsthand, not only from the DOJ in Minnesota, but also the federal Department of Justice told me almost exactly the same thing verbatim. We aren't here. That's a mistake you're making. We aren't here to protect you from anyone. We're here to protect the state from you. And I said, what? Well, you're foreign to the government. So if you make demands of us, we consider it more or less. And the one lady told me, she said, look at it like we view it like an attack. And I said, wait a minute, we're paying your wages. She said, in your point. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, your point? It's, it's misleading the people because it clearly states that if you are a pro litigant or you have an attorney, it clearly states in any tort, racketeering, administration, you have to go through, especially with a, uh, a tort litigation or a uh, racketeering case, you have to go through the DOJ. It's a waste of time. But you still have to go through them to get their approval. So once they get the evidence and they see that crimes are committed – against you, instead of protecting you and send to the attorney general to do indictments, what they do is tell the attorney general, well, we need to defend this judge. So the attorney general, it's her responsibility or his to write uh, to the FBI and say, okay, I'm giving you a referral 
to investigate this judge. Let's get indictments done and let's get it to the grand jury. It never happens. 99.9%, it never happens. We need to, the whole system is broken, Marty. I have read all these legislations for the last two years up and down. I've contacted, talked to attorney generals and the DOJ. It's a joke. You could you could be the smartest person out there. I don't care if you're attorney or not, and you follow all the po- policies and procedures on how to litigate your case. You will not win through the court systems because it's rigged to protect the public right. officials. Right. So we need to abolish these programs because it's not protecting us. Yep. Yeah, just, when I, you, I think... when you contact these government agencies, they say they don't deal directly with the citizens, that you have to be an attorney before they'll yes. speak to you. That's their way of getting out of it. But if you read their policies mm-hmm. and procedures, it says that they do, that they're there to and protect us. On the FBI, if you go to the FBI website, it also states that if you know anybody committing racketeering activity, to contact them because they investigate that. But they mislead the public because when you go to them and report public officials committing these crimes, they don't investigate that. Nope. <laughs> nope. It, it's uh, a joke. The whole it, system's a joke. Until you get yeah. a vic- become a victim in a guardianship, you think everything – you're in a glass bubble, just like I was. You think everything works perfect. You go to work. You mind your own business. You pay your taxes. Go to church. Take care of your children. But when you get caught up in a court system and they steal your estate to these fraudulent guardianships and – and it's a nightmare. You, you think, my yeah. God, you thought all these years you had a system, then you find out you don't. It makes you look at the United States completely different, Marty. Yes. Scary. I agree. I think a lot of people have lost any sense of um, community, any sense of uh, us being uh, this special nation, you know, and actually, you know, and strong. And uh, you know what I was saying? that most people have lost any sense of that. They're waiting for the walls to cave in, which they're going to do. But this well, thing of believe, kidnapping people, go ahead. I believe, I started this petition, we're almost ready to launch it. We need 100,000 signatures. I, I'm praying to God every day that, you know, I'm connecting with all these organizations all over the country, Marty, that we get, we're mm-hmm. going to force Congress to hear our cases. Every victim yeah. out there, it's somebody's mother, father, parent. They all, they're, they're all important to us. We want every victim that we can find to know about what we're up to and what we're doing to bring down the house. Numbers right. count. Uh, we need to mm-hmm. all be uh, in the same boat, stand for the same thing. We must abolish these guardianships and not allow our states that we live in to own us or assets. Because yes. as you can see, Marty, through these Senate bills that we keep going on your show discussing, you're starting to see how the 1010 is just laying on that table. They want to make sure that if you are killed or raped or anything bad happens to you, you can't sue the state. Look at that jurisdiction right. bill that me and you was talking about, the 1032. Uh, it's still laying on the governor's desk. He ain't signed anything. I mean, it hasn't went through the House yet, excuse me. But, you know, it's coming. They're just trying to find and, a way it's not to take just, over. And, it's, and it's, so far it's been the state owning our loved ones, but they're wanting to make it where the federal government federal owns it. And they exactly. can expedite us from state to state like we're criminals. Right. If they want to guardianize you, they will. And they'll come after you no matter where you are. 
And if you're murdered right. in a guardianship, you're getting no investigation. And through that uh, Senate Bill 994 that Kathleen uh, Pastano signed, that all they're due to cover up the doctor's uh, murder or, you know, if, if it's done in a hospital or a setting like that or a nursing home, all they're due is cremate your body so you can't have no evidence. Now, what senator right. would ever write a bill up that? That's not protecting the ward. That's protecting the physicians and hospitals, for God's sake. Well, she's the same one that wrote that bill here. It's been about four or five years ago. They called it the Pastodomo bill. Now she's an attorney. She writes this bill. And, it, oh, it was going to clean up the guardianship system. And in there she put in that there was a new agency to be established in probate in Florida that must, underlined, bolded, must be headed by a member of the Bar Association. And it is to prevent you from getting out of it no matter what you come up with. Um, you cannot get past this obstacle. And there again, these advocates, supposed advocates, stood up and cheered her and stood with her and had their picture taken. And this bill was an assault. And yeah. she's you got to watch her. She's a, she's a snake in the grass. She really is. And, yeah, you know, all ahead. these wealthy people that are living in Collier County in her community and in Fort Myers that she represents should be scared to death of this woman. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I agree. You know, you know, there's so many baby boomers uh, retiring to Florida, and they don't understand the dangers retiring mm-hmm. Florida because, you know, if this Senate Bill 1032 passes with a jurisdiction like Betty just said, uh, they can come get you anywhere. It's, and I'm going to send yeah. you that um, that uh, section where states, even if you just had service in Florida, where they can take jurisdiction in Collier County. And say right. you escape and go back to your home, they can have a United States marshal come and pick you up, take you back to the county in Florida where you was at getting your services. It's clearly in the Senate bill. I'm not making this up. It's very, right. very scary what they're doing. Wow. And I can't believe that people are not going and reading these Senate bills and understanding. But if you don't read all the Senate bills, you have to read them all. You can't just pick and choose the Senate bills to fully understand and decode exactly what these senators are doing. You have to read them all. Yes. And keep on track of what exactly happened to understand. I told you months ago about DCF, and nobody believed me there, where now you have that bill. When it's come out, they are they did take over. Well, they took over two years ago, but the public didn't know about that. Right. Over guardianship. Now, look at Nancy Schaefer. Now, she went to Congress, and she stated she had 300 FBI agents investigate every county in Florida, every county in Georgia, because she started getting – well, she already had all the complaints out of Georgia – but then people started what was happening when they heard that she was advocating and trying to abolish DCF in Georgia. A lot of victims started moving to Georgia because they wanted to get in her district because they wanted help about DCF yeah. abuse. So when they would go to her district, then she had the authorization, Marty, to be able to investigate Florida and those counties of those victims. And she started investigating, and she found out to the FBI that it is a racketeering. So when she took all the mm-hmm. evidence to Congress and did the hearings and stuff, which they closed that, and you can't get copies of that no more, which I think should be illegal 
because we as taxpayers paid for that. She told Mm -hmm. them that they need to abolish DCF because it's a racketeering and they are stealing kids, human sex trafficking these children and young adults out, using the males, especially the males were getting raped. And she clearly did an hour demonstration to Congress and had the evidence and had the FBI reports with her and everything. And she warned them, if you do not abolish DCF and start prosecuting these people, DCF will grow bigger and bigger, and it will start infiltrating into these other state agencies, and it will harm the United States. It will bankrupt the country, and it will divide families. Millions upon millions will be affected. And what's happening today, everything Senator Nancy Schaefer stated in that Congress hearing, it's happening today. And Mm -hmm. not one person will stand up that we have paid to represent us in these states. Stop this. It has to be stopped. And that's why we need to uh, this petition to Congress we're having Marty to do is to expose the corruption. We have enough evidence. We have a a lot of victims calling us for your show. You are like the landing gear for all the victims. And they contact us. and And through you helping us, we're going to get to Congress, and we're going to tear down these walls that they have built for us. It's only a matter of time. We unite. We well, will bring down the walls in these guardianships. You know, we were talking last night, John LeCron and I, um, he was talking about the education system. And, you know, these kids today don't get taught anything about the Constitution. What they do get taught is that they should desire um, global citizenship basically dispense with your country dispense with your rights you should be a global citizen my one granddaughter did respond to that and the teacher told her that the constitution was an old document um, but it was archaic and it was no longer really relevant and my granddaughter stood up and she said don't tell my grandma that she'll rip your tongue out of your mouth and they tried to demerit her and give her you know what is that? Detention? Detention? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that didn't roll because I went right up to the school. But um, and the point is, these kids aren't being taught anything. They're not being taught life skills. They're not being taught about the judicial system, how it really works. They're not being taught how the government actually works and what it is. Uh, they're not taught anything about the law. They come out of school. They know from nothing. They know about Greek mythology. That'll help. Um, but they're intentionally being dumbed down. And when you talk to younger people, they get this look on their face like, what? <laughs> and, uh, exactly. But it's because they don't know anything. And then it's just like, too, when I first got into this was, of course, Sarah Harvey. Um, and I interviewed her as a favor to a show host in New York that I'd been on his show many times before I started my own. In fact, he's the one that said, you need your own show. But um, he, I had her on, and it was my first exposure to this. And I was angry when that interview was over. I thought, you lied to me. You lied. They didn't do it. You had to have done something just like other people have thought. And mm-hmm. so I dug in, and I'd known for my research. I dug in and dug and dug. It took me three days to uncover this and when I did I was just I was ashamed of myself Peggy I called Sarah Ballin and apologized to her I said I thought she said I know what you thought Marty 
She said, it's what everybody thinks. I must have done something to him. Um, you know, it was her husband had fallen down the stairs, had a head injury. And that was my first day. And when I dug into this and people came out of the woodwork, and I think what bothers me is just like with you, you've gone to the governors, you've gone to representatives, you've gone to senators. I've done the same thing, full states. And it's just like, yeah, so go away. You're bothering me. And um, well, or they'll well, get some. Go ahead. You can show them all the evidence you want that you don't live in their state and it's kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And they, and the, the only thing they will tell you was oh, a civil action. It doesn't matter yeah. if a judge fraudulently writes up a court order. It's still fraud. It's yes. still a federal crime to kidnap somebody and then write up a court order. That person's in the fraud and a guardship when they don't even live in that state. But, you know, yeah. that's how they're right. getting by with murders. And I have so many people calling the USA Guardianship Task Force saying, my mother, my father was killed in a guardianship or husband was killed in a guardianship. And they don't recognize it as a federal crime, Marty, because it's under right. a civil action. And what is really yep. upsetting with this HR 5600 bill is we're giving more law enforcement money to investigate but they can't investigate because they have the contract with DCF. So do you think they're going to indict the, the, the hand that's feeding them? Give me a break. Right. Yep, exactly. exactly. We need our own organization. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's what gives me about all the people involved in this. Um, never stop to think that what they're doing to all these other people can be done to them. And it will be eventually. Uh, there's people tracking them for the amount of money they've stolen and what they've done to other people. And there won't be any help there for them because they are hated and despised everywhere they go. And unless they're in a group of other predators. But, you know, and somebody said to me that predator was a pretty harsh word. I said it describes exactly what these people are. Predators. Nothing more, nothing less. And um, it just... It, I I don't know. We've got this whole system set against us. And, you know, I agree with you that we need to um, we need to be working as a unit as a unified effort. But you've got so many of these imposters. I'm going to use that word just for in this that I believe are in it simply to make sure everything is derailed, that nothing gets done that everything goes off the tracks, but they'll stand up and talk about, you know, oh, if it wasn't for me, yeah, if it wasn't for you, we'd have been a lot further ahead. Um, but it, it, it's getting past, yeah, it's getting past the these personalities. Life. Yeah, and getting past yeah, these personalities. These, yeah, go ahead. I know a bunch of these glory hogs that they want uh-huh. to keep the, to grease the machine, keep the money going. They don't really care mm-hmm. about the victims. And they, nope. they allege that they care and they want to stand and act like they have these organizations and business and mm-hmm. want to advocate. But, you know, your actions speak volumes. That's all I'm going to say. But for our, yeah. our group, you know, our business, we know that we believe in the Constitution, okay? And we mm-hmm. believe that no man, no woman or child should be owned by the, their government, okay? Right. And that's the biggest That's one of the biggest issues I have with these guardianships. The state owns the person, and then they own their assets, and they can do whatever they wish, and there's nothing you can do about that. And I don't – I want to have this abolished because the only time we're supposed to go in front of a tribunal is if we commit a federal crime or a crime. 
that's right. how the system was supposed to be was created, but now they're making it much more. They are forcing the government into our lives, whether we want it or not, it's being forced upon us. That's a, for example, with that guardianship, they don't allow you to opt out. The only option that they allow you to opt into is the decision support plan. I mean, you, you can't have a power of attorney. They act like we're so incompetent, Marty, that we can't take care of our loved ones. Okay, say you do have yeah. an elderly that has Alzheimer's, or say you do have a special needs child. You're competent to get them into the, their, their medical care they need for their Alzheimer's. Or if you have a special needs child, you know what your child needs. Continue doing it as you did before they reached age 18. Why do you need the judge to tell you what you need to do? They act like we have right. no brains no more. So think right. for ourselves. Yeah. It, the whole system is actually... Yes, it is. And they're making money off of these people, like I say, the hidden grants and funding and this, that, and something else that goes along with this is, you know, I, I had that one one friend pointed out to me that one person in a community on Social Security, if they're seized under this system, can be worth more than a million dollars in the local community by the time you pay these uh, courts and you pay the attorneys, and the fees that are assessed by APS or CPS, um, the social workers, all of this, you pay for all of it. And so that one person can generate up to a million dollars in the local community, doctors, hospitals, whole nine yards. So you take that person out of there, and you put them into a system where you are basically selling them and the right to these other businesses access to them and people don't understand this you don't just sit there you are being traded and sold you bartered for you, I, you know marty you, a ahead. lot of a lot of people don't understand you know if you have to look at the big picture not just about the senate bills i want the, your viewers to look at i also want them to start studying their policies and procedures of law enforcement of the DOJ, especially the DOJ. The DOJ really needs to be defunded. I'll tell you why. Okay, say uh, you you are correct. One word off of DCF makes millions of dollars. The agency makes millions of dollars off of that word. I will not show you my facts yet, but in the next few weeks, once we get this petition, you'll start seeing facts of where I get my uh, figures at, okay? Okay. So DCF steals millions of dollars off of one ward. Okay. Now, if they get called, if you report the crimes to the DOJ, you know what D DOJ does, Marty? What? What? Okay, they have a hidden policy. They they don't do indictments. DOJ does not indict public officials for committing federal crimes, embezzlements. You know what they do? They will go to that administration building and say, okay, you got called. This is what we're going to do. We're going to sanction you. They might get sanctioned $100 or $50 and say, just don't yeah. get called again. Okay? Yeah. That's pretty disgusting. And you know what? That's yeah. why we need to start defunding these these agencies that does not work. Do you think the DOJ should still be – we should still keep DOJ? They're useless to no. us. Yes. I mean, that's yes, pretty – and I'll show you all these facts that the DOJ is, in fact, doing this. As we speak, mm -hmm. millions of victims are going through the DOJ, catching these public officials, and all the DOJ is going back is, okay, we're going to slap a sanction on you. They don't never refer to the attorney general and say, we want indictment. 
And the, yeah. how it works, this, this is how it works. A lot of people know this. A lot of people don't know this, your viewers. But how it works, say you file a complaint with a DOJ about a federal crime that was committed against your loved one and these uh, DCF or the guardianship. Okay, D, DOJ will uh, contact the attorney general of their findings. It's up, even if they say, okay, we found merit to the case, they won't never give the victim a letter to, to sue. They'll tell the attorney general, okay, we're going to represent that person that committed that crime. It stops there. The buck stops there. The attorney general at that point, it's her responsibility or his is to say, okay, the DOJ felt merit to the case, meaning criminal crimes were committed. It's my job to do a referral to the FBI. The FBI needs to collect the data inf information. Then the FBI refers it back to her. Then it goes to the grand jury because then they represent us, the victim, the attorney general does, and indicts them. But it never, never gets that far. The DOJ never right. allows it to get that far. So we need to cut fundings from the DOJ because they're useless to us. We need to start saving our right. own tax money. Law enforcement, right. we have to have another organization created for ourselves because you, if this bill, some of the bills are already passed that, that allows federal state funding to go into law enforcement to uh, investigate guardianship abuse through the DCF. Mm -hmm. Okay, law enforcement's not going to uh, arrest anyone because they got contracts. That's their salary now. That feeds their mouths or families. So we have a problem there. We're going to have to create our own organization, citizens organizations. I'm not talking about having a bar. It can't be somebody that has their bar license or a judge involved. It has to be regular citizens in each county we create to uh, indict any prosecutors that gets caught committing crimes, judges, uh, uh, defense attorneys, and uh Crime victims, a lot of people don't know these victims funding out there if you have uh, been uh, violated by a public official. But so many people don't get it because it has to go through a referral through the FBI to the attorney general, which they never give a referral. Even though they know you're a victim, they're not going to let you have that money. But where does all that money right. go to? See, it's fraud there. The money's going somewhere, but the victims are not getting all that money. So we need to cut out that funding. Because we're not we're right. not receiving it. We have to, and, they have to show us accountability, and um, and show us the, the the ledgers and stuff. We we got to revamp the judicial system. It's just so broken. And, There's so many different uh, phases of it. Yeah. And I'd like to say Go something. Ahead. It's not just about like we're we're guardianship ship advocates, but it's not just the guardianship. It's it's with the children that are in foster care. If they're in state care, they can mm -hmm. get raped, killed. Nothing's right. ever done. It's the children in foster care. It's people that are in jails and prisons. They should have human rights too. You know, is it right for a woman in prison to get gang raped by guards and yeah. nothing be done? You know, they go to the well, DOJ. There's nothing done. You know, I, I read a story where a lady was um, uh, gang raped by five guards, and uh, she was held in prison, and she wasn't allowed uh, – to use the telephone or to write letters or anything, and like five years or something passed, she was out of statute of limitations. They wouldn't do anything. Right. I mean, we need to have human rights in this country. You know, people yep. they, people are being mur murdered. 
tortured, raped, federally kidnapped, serious crimes. Well, Betty, the problem with it is that we're experienced is our human rights have been taken away from us, and these statues is is what the problem is. If you look at all these different, like the Senate Bill 1010, well, if you read all that, uh, it clearly states that public officials, if it gets passed, can't uh, the victims can't sue the state. I mean, that takes away your human rights right there, just like as a vexatious litigant. Right now, attorneys won't take my case because they have been told by law enforcement and judges that they'll lose their bar license. And I can't, I can't file no lawsuit against these people because the judges won't allow me to file the lawsuit, even though they know the crimes were committed against me to allow the statute of limitations to run out. That takes away my civil rights and human rights. I mean, it's very scary what they're doing. And I've talked to many, many people that the judges in the state of Florida have done the exact same thing to. Uh, they, it was a case out of uh, Sarasota. He's a, a fire marshal. Uh, he showed a, a judge where, you know, uh, federal crimes were committed in a guardianship case out there, and they labeled him as a vexatious litigant, and he had the same exact problem as me. No attorney would take his case because they were getting retaliated, a threatened to lose their bar license. So they're allowing the statute of limitations to run out on valid cases that can raise collateral yeah. attacks against these judges and that we have problems there. You know, uh, we have to get something on the books that protects us against public officials going Correct, rogue. because they're allowing these judges to make us spectacious litigants to hide the crimes that were committed. And I think they made right. you one, too. And, and, and they're, they're allowing these judges to sit there and write court orders without even giving you a, a notice to appear in court. Now, is that not a kangaroo well, court? Or you're not even they in all their are. jurisdiction. Or, or in their jurisdiction. They do what they want to do. Oh, my God. Oh. And, see, and your next guest that's coming on, Becky Harper, she she's going to be discussing a lot of the same things that we've been through. Okay. Yeah, this she, is just... Yeah, uh, but we're going to sort of try to tell her to be cautious what she says on your show so she doesn't pull her evidence because she's still in statute of limitations. So we need to protect her uh, because we want to expose... Uh, we have a lot of uh, clients, Marty, that we're trying to protect so we can expose their cases. We have a lot of clients where their parents was murdered, and we want justice for our clients. And that's why it's important right. for us all to go to Congress to tear down these guardianships and to get these judges and these prosecutors and these other doctors, especially the doctors that wrote fraudulent examinations that put these people in guardianships arrested for falsifying uh Medical records. Yeah. That's Medical why I mentioned records. Becky Doctors Harper because opinion. a lot of these problems start at the hospital. Yes. yes. For many people. Well, and the thing is, uh, and I've talked to many, many elderly people who won't go to the hospital, myself included. Uh, it's a dangerous place to be if you're not 50 or under. Uh, if you get older, the the worst place, the most vulnerable place for you is the hospital. Because all sorts of things can be done to you there, and it's all hidden behind HIPAA, and because um, you got to protect them doctors, you know, and you got to. But protect it could be hospital. dangerous for a young person because a young person can go in there with, what, 
that could have an aneurysm, a stroke. They could have thyroid and and be diagnosed as missile. They could have a UTI exactly. and, and um, never be heard of heard from again. I mean, it, yeah. it happens to a lot of people. Yes, it young does. Young and old. Yes, it does. But it's just like I say with the elderly. Uh, that is the one place you don't want to be is the hospital, and because um, they are not there to help you. Believe me, they are not. And right. um, yeah, they there's too much money in not helping you. And um, it, how did we get here? How did we get here? The three people that harms the victims, the wards. I call them the the prisoners. The three people they that are, harms yes. the people in the guardianship is, I'll tell you by order, it starts out with the physician, the examining committee, okay? The doctors are the ones because they get kickbacks, anti-kickbacks, okay? That when you go in, Marty, you may think, okay, they wrote this examining um, report to the court, okay? You might think, ah, oh, this is only a few hundred dollars, but I can guarantee you these doctors off of that referral or making millions of dollars off that kickback. Eventually, I will expose how I come up with those numbers, but right now it's a little okay. – until I can get to Congress, we're not going to discuss that. Okay. These okay. doctors are making millions. They're the first person we want to tear down and get indicted, take down these doctors. The second culprit is once these doctors write these fraudulent reports to steal the person and their assets, it goes straight to the judge. The judge is part of the racketeering they do the orders, and when I say, when you read that um, HR 5600 bill, stakeholders, if you read those clauses in there, folks, you will clearly state it says the court, meaning the judges are getting extra money incentives to keep this person under a guardianship. Okay, then you get this this judge. She's got incentives because she's gonna make a lot of money off this one person. So then she signs this order, and then you know it seals the deal. Your attorney seals the deal for you and the opposing attorneys because they're going to get kicked wow. back off it because they get also federal funding because as long as they're your agent, resident agent, they get federal uh-huh. funding, which is never disclosed on public records. It goes to the bar. The bar is the one gets these grants because, you know, if you go to any guardianship, it's going to say, who is the agent? It's, they'll tell the attorney's name. Well, why do you think they put the agents there? And say this attorney, why do you think it's important for this attorney to have her name there or his name? Because they have to get their money. Even if they never litigate your case, they still get federal funding every year. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Your own attorney is going to uh, make you lose your case. She's in bed with the judges. So it's because well, they're the there to protect the court. Yes, <laughs> exactly, Betty. The system is rigged to make sure they get the person no matter what. This is just. Excuse me one second. Get, get some water. Okay. Yeah, this is just uh, you know this ties into so many other things that are going on, and the, the thing is, except for ourselves, we have no one to defend us. Uh, no one willing to defend us, and even if they could, they won't. And um, I think that is a frightening thought in and of itself, that people that should be standing with us, should be standing up for us, are sitting silent or they're pinning legislation to use against us. 
And well, you know what happened, Marty? It just, what? We went on the news, you know, because we're trying to get uh, the media attention to expose what these public officials are doing. Well, we had these reporters really wanting to expose it. I uh, won't name the names of one of these people that on the TV show. They uh, were a victim of guardianship abuse, and they wanted our stories toured because they wanted us to get um, uh, nationwide media attention because they said this is an epidemic all over the United States happening to yeah. thousands and thousands of victims. Let's run your stories because we want to get these public officials arrested. Well, law enforcement, they run a few stories of, Karen Federici's mine and Betty Gosnell's. Uh, after running a few stories, local law enforcement was getting very upset because a lot of people started buzzing around what these public officials were doing. So I was contacted by a major uh, media uh, in Naples that told me that they had to flee for their lives because law enforcement was going to, to take them out and to guardianize their own families if they didn't shut their mouths. Within oh, 24 wow. hours of getting a threat from the local law enforcement, they fled for their life, gave up their career and everything because they were scared to death. This is the retaliation that we are getting by exposing the public corruption in Collier County, Lee, and, and Southwest Florida. You know, and and the uh-huh. FBI. I even had the FDL tell me I did a complaint when I never did. You know, there's so much corruption it goes That's really high up. It's a lot of up. stress on a person, but. You know, when you take someone's yeah. child, what do you think? Exactly. You know, we're going to fight. Yeah, there you go. If they want to well, kill us, they kill us. You know, they're yeah. going to do what Good they're going to do, but we're not going to stop. Well, there it's you called go. gang stalking. What they do is yes. they, their attorneys and their prosecutors and local law enforcement, they gang stalk you by stalking you, following you around, and taking pictures of you. <laughs> Saying you're mentally yep. crazy in the court for proceedings that you have to attend. I don't attend any of them because or I don't set they you don't have up for a crime. They do a they lot of things. They set you up for a crime. Uh, they say you uh, you threaten them when you didn't threaten them. So you have to be very cautious and very civil and stay within the law because they are the ones that committed the federal crimes, but they try to turn it on you to make you look like you're the criminal. So you have to be very cautious right. and watch your back at all times and do everything by the book. And that's what we're doing, and they don't like that. Wow, that's right. It, this is just is just absolutely. And it, the thing is, even sitting listening to it, it's terrifying that this machine is that well oiled and works that well together. And these people are so afraid of exposure, um, you know, that they'll they'll mess you up to save themselves. But I guess cowards do that. And um, yeah, I just yeah, I don't know. So we've got about. Yeah, go ahead. A few months ago, I, you know, I tried to talk to uh, local law enforcement where I'm at. And, uh, you know, I made a phone call within about eight hours uh, within that phone call reporting crimes. And, you know, because I'm exposing it as much as I can. I had a gentleman come up to the room I was staying in with a shotgun trying to shoot me. Oh, my God. And uh, I have gotten so much retaliation from exposing these fraudulent guardianships. I'm not going to stop because what they try to do is belittle you, threaten you, and they're messing with the wrong person because I will fight back. I will defend myself. And, you know, they're right. so used to targeting the elderly and scaring them, threatening to kill them and all this, 
where they do retreat back and don't do anything. They're not used to people fighting back the legal way. They don't know how to handle us, Marty. Right, right. <laughs> and I think they're surprised that we're fighting back at all. Um, yeah. I th- you know, they've done everything they could to discredit us and to make it look like, you know, you're loony and blah, 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 blah. And then the threats that come, I've gotten plenty of them myself. And it's just, um, it, it's amazing the lengths these people will go to to keep their little program running. And you should know that they will come after you like that because if they prey on an elderly person or a small child, you know they have no conscience or integrity anyway. And um, and I always pray every day, I pray to God that what they've done to other people gets done to them. I do. And um, hopefully we'll see, you know, occasionally they catch one of these predators uh, like that April Parks, but that's like a sacrificial lamb. And then there in Florida was Rebecca Furley. They finally nailed her. We outed her 10 years ago. And I got threatened with lawsuits and this and that and something else to take down articles, and I refused. And then they finally got her. But every once in a while, it's uh, – but they're real big about pointing out a, you know, a family member, a community member who does it. But, boy, you'll play hell getting one of these professional predators outed in the news or on TV. It doesn't happen. Uh, if it does, it's a rare – and then, then it doesn't happen again. I've just got a few minutes left here, girls. What did you want to close up with? Well, I want to keep saying we need other victims to keep contacting us. We're making headway with this petition we're fixing to launch. We need everyone to start talking about uh, the petition that's fixing to be launched. And this petition relates to all victims of guardianship abuse and DCF abuse. I want other people to know it's not just the uh, elderly. It's children and young adults that's disabled that yes. have been killed, raped, human sex trafficking, out human har- uh, human harvest. We are here to help Yes, uh, yes. thank you. Um, you've yep. been up all night and all day working on the petition. Yep. And uh, it's something that I'm giving 100% to because I go to bed thinking about all these victims that keep calling me about their parents that were killed, their husbands, their child. I can't sleep at night, Marty, worrying about all this. Yeah. We have to do something about it. This petition is going to open the floodgates. Uh, if we just keep talking about it, we keep sharing this petition that's fixing to be launched very soon. And I know we're going to meet the quota of getting 100,000 signatures. We're going to force Congress to hear our cases. We're going yeah. to start forcing us to be heard, and we're going to force to take control back of this country and abolish these guardianships. And DCF has to be abolished. We, they are the culprits yes. behind this, Marty. That's what I would like yep. to say, the ending statement tonight. Well, and I agree with you on that. Uh, the other thing, too, is we found out recently, I did uh, some shows with Marcia Southwick from NASCA about organ harvesting on the elderly. And many times we have concluded that, like, they'll go in and the person will have, like, their estate plan and they'll have funeral arrangements made and everything. And they'll toss those aside and they implement their own. And then the family isn't notified for a couple weeks and sometimes months that the person passed away. And... They implemented their own funeral plans. Well, what we think is happening is their organs are being harvested, tissue, bone, tendons, the whole nine yards, and it's sold off to, like, universities and uh, other research groups. I mean, there's a huge, huge, huge market for body parts, 
I mean, whole Mark. arms, whole legs, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Why do you think, why do you think they, uh, Kathleen's, uh, the senator, uh, Pasadona did that 994 Senate bill to cremate because they yeah. do not want to trace us back to what they're doing. They are harvesting exactly. the organs. And it's the they young are, disabled, too, because they're young and have young organs yeah. Yeah. for yeah. organ transplants. Yes, and and for research and all kinds of things. And then they'll say, the, the family will ask, where's the grave? Well, we had them cremated. That is to destroy evidence. And exactly. that is so that there is no discovery. That's why they canceled the personal funeral arrangements and made these other arrangements. There's no need to be doing that other than you have something else in mind. They figured out a way to make money on us, not only while we're alive, but when, we de- when we're dead. And these people are ghouls. They are vultures. We're down to the end of the road here, girls. I want to thank you for coming on. I'll get you scheduled again as soon as I can. And we'll try to get something set up so that you're on regular nights at regular times. Um, it's just, just getting bombed. But um, we'll be back uh, tomorrow night is Marcia Joyner on Betrayed by Hospice and another like, uh, it just yeah, never I'll stops. Be on. I want to um, listen to that. I will be on tomorrow because yeah. I want to listen to that. Okay. Well, call in if you have any comments or questions. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll be on uh, there. And then Thursday night, I believe I'll be starting the show with the um, targeted individuals that have been attacked with uh, electronic microwave weapons, 5G and all of that. There are tens of thousands of them. Anyway, and they'll be on Friday night uh, talking about David Italiano who got disappeared in guardianship. So join us then, Mm. and thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and good night. Thank you, Marty. Have a good night.